Hello, everyone, and welcome to History from the Back Pages. I'm your host, Colin Sugg, and it's definitely a beautiful day here in Chicago area. And sadly, due to a lot of the quarantine, the coronavirus pandemic has not been able to enjoy going outside as much as you would hope. But I'm going to go outside later today for a walk or maybe go outside and do something because we don't get many days that are this nice in weather that often. So definitely going to try to get it, put it to use. And this historical figure that we're going to talk about this week on History from the Back Pages, episode 29 overall, is one that does not need a big introduction, especially after saying this phrase, it's a beautiful day for baseball, let's play two. And if I use that one phrase, most likely you're automatically going to know who I am talking about. And that is Mr. Cub, Mr. Sunshine, the great Hall of Famer Ernie Banks, who is one of the greatest Chicago Cubs players of all time, if not the greatest Chicago Cubs player of all time, probably the greatest of all time for Chicago Cubs. And most people know I am a big Chicago Cubs fan, so I'm glad to talk about Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks fits all the criteria for this season three. Episode 5, for Season 3, we've been talking about historical figures that have greatly impacted the city of Chicago. And Ernie Banks is in the top 10, for sure, of historical figures that have most impacted people in Chicago. Ernie Banks was born in 1931, Dallas, Texas. That's where he was born in 1931. Then Ernie Banks... We skip ahead to when he was 19 years old and joined the Kansas City Monarchs who were part of the Negro League Baseball Club. Then when he was in the Kansas City Monarchs 1951, he was drafted to the Korean War in 1952. So he left the Kansas City Monarchs and went to the U.S. Army and served in Germany during the Korean War. He was in the infantry, the 45th Anti-Aircraft Artillery Battalion at Fort Bliss. Where fun fact, he also played with the Harlem Globetrotters on a part-time basis. Then about two years later, he was discharged from the Army and went back to the Kansas City Monarchs for the remainder of that season, achieving a 347 batting average, which is unbelievably good. 347, it would be considered, if it was today's standards, he'd be in the running if that was the whole entire 162 season, he'd be in the running for MVP, definitely, if he had a 347 batting average. Then the Kansas City Marks sold him to the Chicago Cubs, where he made his debut on September 17th when he was age 22, played 10 games at Wrigley Field. And he is the first African-American player to play for the Chicago Cubs. And uh, let's see, Ernie Banks, so he joined the Chicago Cubs, and Ernie Banks immediately made his imprint known on baseball. So once he beat for the Cubs, 
he started to rake and he played every game at shortstop for the Cubs in 1954, finishing second in the National League, Rookie of the Year voting, and 16th in MVP voting. And Ernie Banks, sadly, is known as a player who excelled in one of the worst times for the Chicago Cubs. He sadly never got a World Series ring or even made it to the World Series because during the 50s, 60s, into the 70s, the Cubs were not known as a team that contended for the World Series every year. They were not dancing in the streets. And Ernie Banks, once he finished second rookie year voting, he then would win National League MVP award in 1958-1959. So Ernie Banks won two National League MVPs during his 20-year career. And Ernie Banks is a player that excelled defensively and also offensively as well. He was great at shortstop from when he started with Chicago Cubs in 1953, where he stayed till 1961. But Ernie Banks had received an injury. He kind of got hurt during the war, Korean War. So in 1961, he had to switch over to a new position and after experimenting a little bit in the left field, he decided to go to first base where he was great there as well. And when he was a shortstop, he won a gold glove in 1960 when he led all National League shortstops in fielding percentage, double plays, games, putouts, and assists. And as a first baseman, he led the league in putouts five times, assists three times, double plays, and fielding percentage one time, compiling a 994 fielding percentage to almost 1,000. And Ernie Banks is one of those athletes, one of those celebrities who off the field is well-beloved just as on the, on the field as well. Because a lot of times, for example, people may meet a celebrity that they really love based on what they've done. And then once they meet them, they turn out to be a jerk. But Ernie Banks, that was definitely not him at all. He's known as one of the nicest guys in baseball. Ernie Banks, well-beloved by his teammates, the fans, the city of Chicago. And Ernie Banks is one of those people who, if you mention one of your favorite baseball players of all time, Ernie Banks would be one that many people during that time period today would mention. And... We're going to keep moving on in Ernie Banks' career. So he became great after 1954 because in 1955, he had 44 home runs, 117 RBI, batted 295. And Ernie Banks was also a player who was unbelievably healthy before he started to get miss some games. But he wanted to contend for the longest consecutive games played but he could not beat Stan Musial's record. He held the record. So Ernie Banks did not reach it, but he became close until he had to stop playing for some games. And Ernie Banks, as I said, he was well-beloved off the field because in 1968, he was given the Lou Gehrig Memorial Award honor recognizing player ability and also personal character. So if he was a great player but a jerk, 
then Ernie Banks would not be considered for the Lou Gehrig Memorial Award. And in 1968, he was already 37 years old, but he still had 32 home runs, 83 RBI, and finished with a 246 batting average. And as I said, Ernie Banks had many accolades as a player on the Chicago Cubs with his 11 All-Stars, two NL MVP, one gold glove, two-time NL home run leader, two-time NLB RBI leader. His Chicago Cubs number 14 jersey has been retired. He also made the Major League Baseball All-Century team, which happened in 1999 was when it was awarded. And he's also a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame when he was inducted in 1977. He made it on the first ballot. But I can say that most likely Ernie Banks would probably have definitely switched some of his accolades to get a chance to win or at least make the World Series. But the Cubs were very pitiful, atrocious during this time period. And there was only one year that they became even remotely close to making it to the playoffs. And that was in 1969 when the Cubs were trying to get the NL pennant and they fell from first place after holding eight half game lead in August. So they did not make it to the world series. And many people associate the Cubs with a team that couldn't get it done. Always something happened. The curse of the Billy goat. They just couldn't get it done until 2016 when the Cubs finally won the world series after 108 year <laughs> drought. Oh man, that sounds really bad saying that out loud. And he sadly did not get a World Series ring, but that's fine because Ernie Banks accomplished so much for the city of Chicago. He's received awards outside of baseball. He received the Presidential Medal of Honor by President Obama. He has been somebody who's done work with charity, helping poor people, helping people, children. He's done, well, he had had done much for the community in Chicago. And Ernie Banks, personally, is one of my favorite baseball players. And some more awards he got was the Lincoln Academy of Illinois. He was inducted. And also the Lord Order of Lincoln, Illinois' highest state honor by the governor of Illinois in 1970 for sports and Ernie Banks his career was from 1953 to 1971 so 18 year career and as I said Ernie Banks at the beginning of this episode he is known for his quote when he said it's a beautiful day for baseball let's play two and for example in a podcast to listen to, the Cubs Talk podcast on NBC Sports Chicago. When they open the, episode, the show, they use his quote, It's a beautiful day for baseball. Let's play two in the episode as the intro. And it's been very interesting talking about Ernie Banks. I want to make sure I don't miss anything else that needs to be said about Ernie Banks. Let's see. For example... Another interesting quote was by Hall of Fame manager 
Leandro Roaster, who was Ernie's skipper with the Cubs from 1966 to 1971, was famous for asserting that nice guys finish last. But he made an exception for Mr. Cub, thanks to one guy who finished first, but he's a talent to go with it. And also, another quote from this information is from the Baseball Hall of Fame website. So they have a lot of great information on statistics, for example, and also some quotes that he said during his life. And one was from Arthur Daly, who was a famed sports writer. He said, Ernie rejoices merely in living, and baseball is a marvelous extra that makes existence so much more pleasurable. And now I want to say some of his stats, not just awards. Ernie hit 512 home runs. He had 1,636 RBI, stole 50 bases, 763 walks, 274 career batting average, 830 OPS, so on base percentage. He had a 330 on base percentage and slugging percentage, 500. And Ernie, if you look on statistics, he is a member of the 500 Home Run Club. He became the ninth player to make the 500 Home Run Club. And if you would look at the statistics now, since that was a long time ago, back in the 1970s when he has 500 Home Run and finished with 512, there are now many more players who have made the 500 Run Club. And... For a time, when you hit five home runs as a player, you're almost guaranteed to make the Baseball Hall of Fame. So, for example, players who have hit five home runs and made the Hall of Fame are Eddie Murray, Mel Ott, Eddie Matthews, Ernie Banks, Ted Williams, great Chicago White Sox player, Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt, William McCovey, former San Francisco Giants great, Jimmy Fox, Mickey Mantle, New York Yankees star, Mike Schmidt of the Phillies, Reggie Jackson, Harmon Kilbrew, Frank Robinson, Jim Tomei, who also played for the White Sox, Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays, great San Francisco Giants player, Babe Ruth, one of the greatest of all time, also Hank Aaron, who played for the Braves, one of the Hall of Famers. These were all people who hit five home runs or more and made the Hall of Fame. So of the 26 players who have hit 500 home runs, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, have made it to the Hall of Fame, including Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks. And the only ones who have not made the Hall of Fame who have hit 500 home runs are, for example, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, but he is not retired. He retired, but he has not been retired for five years. So he'll go on the ballot after five years. Manny Ramirez didn't make it. Rafael Palmero didn't make it. But his PED taking drugs tainted his chances. Mark McGuire, also the steroid era. Sammy Sosa, same, for example, steroid era. A-Rod has not been retired for the amount of time needed yet. He'll probably make it. 
Barry Bonds almost has made the Hall of Fame, but just on the cusp. He was very close last year, but has not reached the 75% needed to make it into the Hall of Fame. And now back to Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks, I would definitely say that he's someone you definitely need to know about who touched the city of Chicago in a thousand different ways. And he died of a heart attack at, in Chicago on January 23rd, 2015. He almost turned 84, so he was getting close to his 84th birthday. They held a huge ceremony in 2015, which was in Chicago, and Mayor Rahm Emanuel, Joe Torre, Billy Williams, another Chicago club legend, all present. And the procession moved from downtown Chicago and ended up passing Wrigley Field, which that is just something that had to be done. And Ernie Banks, if you go to Wrigley Field, you can see his number 14 is retired. So the flag, number 14, Banks jersey, and 14 is flying in Wrigley. And you would say, how many players have the Cubs retired? They have actually not retired that many. Only six or so have been retired by the Chicago Cubs. He was the first to have his uniform number retired in 1982. And in 1969, he was named the greatest Cub ever. And I think if he did a poll again in 2020, he would be definitely maybe considered the front runner, one of the top greatest Cubs of all time. And I'm glad that I got to do a sports figure for History from the Back Pages episode 29. Greatly enjoyed doing season three so far, which is focused on historical figures that greatly affected the city of Chicago, where I reside in the Chicago area. And if you have any questions about Ernie Banks or even any of the historical figures that I have touched so far, you can greatly send me a message either on Twitter, where my Twitter handle is ColinSug123, or f- find me on Facebook, which is ColinSug, or you can find me on, those are the main two I check, Facebook and Instagram, you can find me there. Also, if you're interested via Anchor, which is the site I use for my podcast, History from the Back Pages, you can send me a voice message for this episode so we can add it into the episode if you want. That'd be really interesting to see what people want to know about Ernie Banks, if they have any stories, how we touched them, or any of the art historical figures that I touched on. And thanks for listening to this week's episode, and see you next time here on History from the Back Pages. Thank you. Bye.